I'm Claire Sands, one of the co-hosts of the Silent Why podcast. Welcome to this week's My Why. Usually these episodes are the audio version of my weekly blog on thesilentwhy.com. This week, however, I've been suffering with a bit of brain fog, as they call it in the menopause world, so I decided to take my phone into the garden and just chat to you about some of the things I'm loving at the moment and how I use nature to help me process, learn, digest and just encourage me in the things that I'm going through. A sort of free therapy service, if you will. So I hope it makes sense and that you enjoy my garden ramblings. So come out with me into my garden and I will show you how I get lessons from nature, how I help myself, like a kind of a mini garden therapy, if you like, when I just, you know, you need a bit of advice or you need to just get some perspective on life and problems and stuff like that. I find there's always something in nature that can help you with that. So I'm going to go into my garden and I haven't really thought about this beforehand and I'm just going to pick things and I'm going to just give you an insight into how my mind works if I feel like I need a bit of a a bit of a boost. And I've got my special fuzzy little microphone hat thing on my phone. So hopefully you won't be um, disturbed by the wind noises like we had in the graveyard musings episode. So come with me into the garden. Okay, sun's shining today. So that's nice. It's quite rare. It's actually a bit of blue sky as well. So we're very hopeful summer might eventually be on its way in the UK. So when I step out into my garden, there's a small patio and we've recently done a lot of work to it over the last couple of years. It used to be just artificial grass and decking, but now we've made it into a wildlife haven. So as you might know from previous blogs, we've got a lot of plants going on. We've got a pond and we've got hedgehogs coming in every night now, which is really exciting. Um, and I look around and I, I can see loads of bugs and insects and beetles and birds. There's love, amazing amount of um, sparrows coming at the moment, little sparrows, little fat fluffy ones that sit on the fence and then the mother is going back and forwards from the bird feeder taking them food um, and I can see them hopping in around the wildflowers and on the gravel and it's just there's loads going on so I love that about it, it's just so alive and there's all these different little worlds so when I first go out we've got these two big sleepers that we've placed over the pond as like a little bridge which leads to a little grass area. This all sounds a lot more grand than it is. It's quite a small garden um, and I'll put some photos on social media so if you want to see it visually you can join me in that as well. But when you first go out we've got the pond straight in front of us and I love looking into the pond because to me it's like a whole new world. I just can't understand how anything survives under there all year round. The water in the winter is so cold. If I put my hand in it it just freezes right through to the bone. So I'm fascinated by animals that can stay in there and live and survive and that just tells me, you know, there are places and there are people who live in a very different way to how I do. And sometimes we might see some people and not really understand their way of life, not understand what they've been through, not understand the conditions they're living in. But they are living in there and it just it fascinates me that there are people in the world who maybe aren't from that place who want to go to those people and help them so when I look at the pond I see another world this isn't a world I want to dive into and be a part of um, and I think that again tells us that we've all got different places and things that we want to be a part of in the world so some people might look at the homeless community or the refugee camps or countries where there's a lot of poverty or there's no water and they just have that heart to go and help those people to dive into those really hard conditions to draw alongside people and to make it better for them and that's just about knowing where your place is and where you're called to be and what you're called to do is not what someone else is called to do and that's okay so this pond area is not my 
not my area to dive into but i love looking at it i love watching the snails going up and down the side even though chris is trying to eradicate most of those because they eat our lilies i love the water boatmen that float around they've got these massive legs that look like oars so i can see why they got their name we've called ours walter i'm pretty sure there's more than one but we just everyone we see we just call him walter there's walter he's still alive um and there's some mini walters as well i'm pretty sure there's a mrs walter in there somewhere there's also the boatmans um they may be this i think they're a slightly different insect creature to what walter is i think there's like the water skaters that might be walter and then there's the boatmans who um i just like to call them like the boatmans mr mrs boatman one of them kind of goes down under the water and just kind of kind of like skates along and has puts out its long legs to kind of swim the others sit more on the top i can see two actually sitting on top of the lily pad here already looking at each other that's probably the boatmans chris is going to tell me i got that wrong but <laughs> that's what i'm going to go with and then we've got two different types of snails. We've got the ones that destroy everything. And then we've got the good snails, the ram's horn snails. They're round rather than pointed with their shells. Um, and they eat all the bad stuff in the pond. So they go around and eat the stuff I don't want, which is great. So we encourage those. And I actually bought them off eBay. And I'm hoping they're breeding. And then we discourage the pointy ones because they breed like nobody's business. And they eat all the good stuff. So that's, uh, yeah, that's my pond. Anyway, next to the pond, I've got a massive Fatsia japonica. I say massive. It's massive for my garden. It's not massive by standards of fanciers. And this is an interesting one because in the winter, this massive flower came out the top. I didn't know what it was. It was a massive spike. It was very strange looking. And we were like, what is that? And then it's like sort of flower. And then the flowers turned into berries. It was really weird. Um, we'd never had it before. And then I kept looking at it and the flower kept wilting. It was getting smaller and smaller and kind of kind of trying, looking like it was going to threaten to fall over and fall in the pond. So I was like, what do I do with it? So eventually I decided to just cut it off because i couldn't find any information on what to do and the minute i cut it off all of these little tiny things appeared at the top which started to sprout and they were leaves and i've now got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten about 20 massive leaves that have come out of the top of it it's beautiful it's such an amazing thing and that was just a, a lesson to me and you know sometimes pruning something back or cutting something off allows something new to grow and what's grown is bigger and beautiful and more longer lasting in this case, because these leaves will stay here all year, if not into next year. Whereas if I had left the flower, it just would have slowly died. Possibly, I don't know, would have prevented the leaf growth from underneath, maybe? I'm not sure. But just a real lesson to me there that, you know, sometimes things need to be cut back and it allows new growth to come underneath, which is something you didn't really expect and can be really amazing. So that's really beautiful at the moment. I'm really enjoying that. Across the other side of the garden, I've got wildflowers. Um, we put in some turf that was wildflower turf, so the, the turf you lay down is all seeded with lots of different wildflowers. And at the moment, it's going mad. It's full of oxide daisies, which are these um, massive daisies, basically, on really long stems. Um, and they're falling over a bit in the wind because they're so tall. But this, I look at this, and this is what I want more of in my life, but I'm not this person. And again, sometimes it's just recognising who you are in life. So... These wildflowers are big and they, they're, they're all over the place and there's different colours in them, there's different shapes and sizes, there's bugs galore and they're really showy. This is about, you know, really fulfilling your potential, being who you are, not giving two hoots about what it looks like and just going for it. And that's what the wildflower patch does. And I'd like more of that in my life. I'd like to be more of that person and sometimes I can beat myself up for not putting myself out there for things and being maybe a bit braver or a bit bigger or a bit more confident. But sometimes, you know, there's wisdom in recognising it's just not who you are. Yeah, it's important to do that for some people and I think we should all aim towards these things. But, you know, 
I love looking at the wildflower patch. I admire them. I admire those kind of people. But I've had to recognize in life it's not me. It's not who I am. It's not where my skill set is. It's not how I'm going to be helping the world. So the wildflowers for me are like the big crazy thing that I get to really look at and admire and appreciate what it is they've got and what it is that they're doing. But know that, you know, I'm different. I'm going to be kind of maybe sitting alongside. And if I look at them now, then alongside them, I've got these little pots where I've got a buddleia in one and I've got lavender in the other. And I'm sat next to the lavender now and there's a bee literally probably about six inches from my knee on one of the lavender plants going around all the flowers collecting things and I think you know I'm more like the lavender plants I'm, I'm more um, happy in my pot on the side a bit more subdued but um still pretty um there's a lovely purple coming through on the lavender at the moment and the bees are feeding off it and loving it and they're there to support and sustain and they're not maybe as entertaining they're not as crazy they're not as out there they're not as different but they're very important and I think my role's always been that sort of thing and more alongside people and supporting and kind of providing things that people need to help feed them so uh yeah I think I'm more like the the pot of lavender and then I've got an agapanthus that I planted in a pot a couple of years ago nothing happened to it last year a few leaves came out and then it just stopped this year it has grown about maybe 10 inches but it's only leaves I have no idea if it's going to sprout into anything more I don't know if it's in the wrong pot I don't know what's going to happen with it it's just stopped maybe it will come through I don't know. I'm waiting to see. And with some of us, that's where we are. We don't know what's happening yet. We don't know where we are. We don't know what we're supposed to grow into. We don't know if we're planted in the right place. We don't know how exactly to thrive, but we're alive. And we're in the pot and we've put up some leaves to see what happens, which is the next step. You know, this was just a bulb in soil for a long time. So it's gone to the next step and it's just feeling life out and see how it feels. And I'm hoping it will bloom if I give it the right conditions. And sometimes we need to just make sure we're in the right place to, to be able to bloom and grow and put out those those feelers to just feel brave enough to flower. So I'm hoping that's going to flower. I mean, I'm encouraging it on to see if it can uh, develop further into something that's beautiful and big, showy. That one's quite showy when it comes out, actually. Um, on the other side of me, I've got bamboo. Bamboo is fascinating. I mean, it just it shoots up its... Um, stems from the bottom these pointy little things that are brutal apparently yeah, they literally grow through anything and they appear suddenly and then they just grow like bilio they go mad apparently a lot of bamboo stuff happens under the soil and then when it comes up it just grows at such a speed it's phenomenal lots to be learnt from bamboo um sometimes we spend a lot of time under the soil i think and then one day it's just our time and we grow and we just flourish and we just shoot up and there's no flowers on it, but it's got this beautiful lime green, almost palish yellow leaves on it. And it's um, it's a lovely part of the garden. I love how it rustles when the wind blows. I love how it moves, but it never breaks. It's just got so much to it. Um, and then I've got a couple of aces next to that that I bought. Unfortunately, one of them got caught by the frost badly and it's got, hasn't got a single leaf on it. And I think I might have lost it. The other one was out at the same time but actually seems to be doing okay and is now full of leaves which is amazing um so i think again you know two two trees similar species both out in the same conditions and yet one has died completely and one has just gone beyond and thrived one slightly older than the other though one slightly more established so again just a life lesson there that sometimes when we weather the storms we need to be a bit more experienced and older before we can fully stand up and put ourselves out there into situations that otherwise might have really damaged us or or killed us off in some way 
so yeah you know just protecting yourself it's about protection through the frosts and through the storms and coming alongside these guys and covering them up at the right time to make sure they don't go through this sort of stuff and we had to cover our other acer up as well and i can see bits now where the frost must have touched the edges that i missed with the big blanket or that was touching the blanket and the leaves never grew there but the rest of the tree is doing really well so you know that not that just like life you know things come along and they burn bits of us or they they kill off something in us or in our life and and it's scary and we don't quite know what to do with that but there are new seasons you know next year that acer will forget about the burnt bits and it will suddenly start to bloom in other areas and the leaves will come through again and sometimes it just takes time you just need to give it time and know that things will get better there is another time for you to flourish there's another time for you to bloom and sometimes it's a waiting game just to wait and see what happens with that as I went to the acer pot, I went to pull out a weed that had been growing in the base of it because I don't want them taking up all the goodness from the soil. And it's a really, really spiky one that's just stung me on the finger. So, um, yeah, he's got spines all over him. I'm just looking at him now, right up the stalk, all over the leaves. This thing does not want to be eaten. And yet, it's two of the leaves have been eaten by what looks like slugs, which is fascinating. Yeah, there are prickly people out there. There are always people that are going to sting you and they don't want you to come anywhere near. So sometimes you just need to be aware of those people and uh, hope that one day their spines soften a bit and that they meet a slug that will allow them to actually get near. Looks like only a slug could get near to this thing, but um, that is vicious. So yeah, beware of the spiky people is another lesson from that one. And then as I go and drop this somewhere so it can die so that I can put it in my garden waste, I have to walk past my dahlia plants. <laughs> I get them out, the bulbs from the garage in the winter, wrapped in newspaper. Went a bit mouldy this year, which I thought would mean they wouldn't flower, because I've never done this before. But they have. The only problem with my dahlias is they get eaten by slugs the second they appear. I've got them in some raised beds, so I have to put um, bottles around them. I've cut up Coke, big Coke bottles and milk bottles, and I've put them over the top so that it protects them a bit from the slugs, which gives them a chance. And once they seem to get growing and they, they get a chance at kind of coming up then the slugs seem to just leave them alone a bit so I'm trying to give them a helping hand and I think that's just you know that reminds me of me sometimes I'm sort of there and I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to be who I am but just occasionally things come along and they just take away the growth that I've managed even though it's just a small amount and I find that with a lot of things especially with the the childless life more and more there are things that I find difficult or I grow in a certain area and I think yeah I'm going to be good with this I can do this this will be okay and then something happens or I see something that someone's doing or there's something amazing that I can see people uniting in their families in some way and then it just takes away that little bit of confidence and growth I had in my life and it makes me sad again and sometimes I just need that protection I need that milk bottle I need to know when to put it on and I put the milk bottles on overnight because that's when the slugs come out um during the day they seem fine so I need to remember that about me. I need to put the milk bottle over myself in the dark times, in the night times, when there are things going on that are hard. It's okay to protect yourself from that and to just protect that small bit of growth. And then once you've grown into a much stronger place and a stronger plant, then you can weather those a bit more and you don't need to put the, the cover on at night anymore. But it's just recognising that, you know what, I'm not, I'm not fully there yet. There's times when I just need to put that protection on and not everyone will understand it. It will stop some people getting closer to me and some people will think maybe I should be past that by now. But uh, I'm not. And so I'm like the dahlias and I need that protection and that's okay. So yeah, there's just a few musings from my garden. There's so much more that I could do. So maybe I'll do another one sometime. 
I've got plants that grow in any space at all, under any conditions. I admire them. I've got other ones that are spreading out and just moving along the ground and creating new stuff wherever they go. I've got hedgehogs that are coming in and out that I'm just loving watching. I love their arrivals, how they move around, how they just make so much noise when they're eating. We've got one nesting at the bottom of the garden, so she's pulling lots of straw into the nest that we've put down there. So I'm hoping for baby hedgehogs at some point. Um, we've got the euphorbia that you cut open and there's white liquid that pours out and tries to burn your skin. There's so much out here. So, you know, if you feel like you need some help in some area of your life and you're not sure who to talk to, you haven't got anybody, I'd always advise people to find help. But if you can't or if you don't know how, then just look around you in nature because there's so much to be to be had. You just need to pick something and look at it and just ask yourself what it's been through, what it's going through, what it's doing, what conditions it's under. And I guarantee you you'll find something that helps you with your life. I'm standing in front of a magnolia tree now that I've got that's about three feet tall. I got it from the garden centre for about five pounds because it was dying. And they said they'd give me a refund if it didn't grow at all because it was so ill looking. And I brought it home and I put it in a pot and it's grown and it's full of leaves and it's just beautiful and it's just so happy. And that to me is just a story of redemption, a story of what happens when someone comes along and gives you the right conditions, gives you a bit of care, gives you a bit of help, gives you a chance um, when other people had just maybe just put you on the reduced shelf and thought that you were you were done for um, or didn't have the time to invest in you but here it is and there's bugs on it I can see a creepy looking spider with long legs on it you know there's insects that have got it as their home it brings me a lot of joy yeah there you know just looking at that there's stuff everywhere so have a look around you see what you can learn and I hope it helps you and encourages you in the way that my garden has with me so there we are, some ramblings from my garden. I hope you've got something useful from it. On the blog post on the website, I've added images of everything I was talking about. So if you want to see any of those, pop over to thesilentwhy.com slash blog and search for garden ramblings. Mm-hmm.